Before we get started, we have an important rule that will set the stage for our podcast now and into the future. No matter what the topic is, wrestling fans lately have been so angry. Angry at the product. Angry at each other. Angry with each other's opinions. Well, this podcast is all about our opinions. No one is right. No one is wrong. We just want everyone here to have a place to discuss what we all love. Professional wrestling. It's just like Star Wars. I mean, everyone likes Star Wars. You might you know, not really like the prequels, but you like them a little bit, I guess. You know, everyone kind of likes them. Um, I've never seen one second of Star Wars. I mean, the prequels, that's fine. But, like, your, your favorite is Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it could I've be a... never... N- no. What? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? You watched <laughs> uh, Rocky, was... but you didn't watch Star Wars? I've never seen a second oh of Star Wars. All there right, let's just, let's just get to it. Cue up the band. Thanks, guys. That was the 20 by 20 band. They're new to the podcast. Or, no, they're not. They're, we've heard them on the other two. <laughs> Their first introduction. Sponsored by Jesse, a.k.a. Stir Crazy, local Detroit hip-hop producer. He put together our house band for the podcast. We appreciate it. Pretty Wait, impressive to pull together a whole band. I know. It was uh, trumpets and saxophones. Just like the old TNT set. It doesn't sound like anything like the TNT band. I, no, I just meant that they had it's a band. 20 by 20 band. Yeah, it sounds it's, nothing like the song. No, at all. It's, no, not at all. <laughs> so, welcome to the podcast. My name is Peter. I'm here with Chris, as always. What's Hello. going on, Chris? Oh, nothing much. Just enjoying uh, the beautiful weather here in Detroit. We're in dead of winter. Yeah, we are in the midst of a blizzard that won't. <laughs> that won't timestamp us because we'll be in the middle of a blizzard for a very long time. That's right. I mean, so, at least half of the year is going to feel like this. So. Yeah, this is brutal. This is episode three. Uh, episode two is a bonus episode, which was a little surprise for everyone. But it was a good time out. during the rumble. The next morning was not a good time. <laughs> yeah, I think Chris and Jacob were a little inebriated. I felt like okay. Flair at the end of '92, welts on the back and everything. It was. <laughs> it was a celebration had by all. So we have the first two episodes up on Spotify. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, they'll be up on iTunes. Give us a like, review, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Give it the five stars. Uh, we've gotten good, uh, good reviews so far from the people we've sent it out to. A little bit of a soft opening, but so far so good. Have you heard good reviews? Yeah, so far everyone digs it. Even the non-wrestling fans, which we were hoping to not get too nerdy markish what non-wrestling fans did you send that to <laughs> i don't know i no, i don't have any friends who are non-wrestling fans not so. not full-blown wrestling they're casual wrestling fans mm. so at least we didn't scare them away that's true so if we want to t- use this uh time in each episode to tie back to past ones we dropped episodes one and two at the same time our first episode was our current favorites that's right um, do you have anything to uh, kind of tie a bow on that? Anything to go back on? Any well, regrets? I've been introduced by friend of the pod, Aaron, cousin of mine, to Otis. And man, that guy is awesome. <laughs> Former NXT uh, tag team star, and now he's on Raw, I believe. That is... Uh, I don't get it. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know what he... What is, what is his gimmick? He's uh, like a Neanderthal? <laughs> Uh, that kind of is. That's I, so good. They need guys like that. Big, no-necked, burly men. 
Steaks and weights, I believe. Oh, I do remember that. That was them. Yeah. Wow. Has it just been him, or is his partner? No, his partner's there, but I mean, who cares? It's just all about Otis. (laughs) What's his last name? I don't know. Uh, Exactly, all right. (laughs) Firefly from the Devil's Rejects (laughs) franchise. I want to go back and mention uh, someone I forgot. Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. Um, You don't see much of him anymore, and I don't even know if he's on TNA right now. He was for a little bit there with uh, LAX, but God, cuts a promo like crazy. Yeah. Hits for real. He was um, part of that golden age where we liked with... Uh, headbutting Chris Hero for real. Larry Sweeney. Oh, man. Good stuff. Like, I remiss to miss him last week. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Eddie Kingston. I'm sure he missed a few others, too. Yeah, but we can't talk about everybody. That's so. right. Before we get too far, we want to talk about the namesake of the podcast, 20 by 20 Apparel. Whether you're a fan of vintage tees or you're looking for graphic work for your home, work, uh, flyers. Indie promotion. Indie promotions. Anything, uh, any kind of graphic help. That's right. Logos, posters, flyers, DVD covers, you know, whatever you need. So hit up 20by20apparel.com. Uh, we talked about it last week, but the hot seller currently is the David Arquette Hardcore Once That's shirt. Right. You'll uh, still have some time to order that, right? By the yeah, time we're gonna do one more run, and then uh, and maybe we'll re up again another time. But it feels like a, a timestamp T-shirt. You know, you don't want to still reference that so much further down the road. But yeah, we'll do at least one more run and have a few on hand for us at the next couple shows we have coming up. So speaking of shows, our next one up is Astronomicon. That's in Sterling Heights, Michigan, February eighth, 9th, and tenth. Yep. Uh, we have a table like we did last year at the first one. This is the second right. annual. Superstars this year include Jake the Snake. Yeah, he'll be uh, hanging out right next to us. We will. That should be fun. Uh, Scott Steiner. Yep. Goldust. Zeus. Zeus. I always forget about Zeus. <laughs> Scott Hall. Yep. A couple of good guys. Non-wrestling people. Yeah, some horror celebrities. Um, Captain, Dee Snyder. <laughs> Dee Snyder. Captain Spaulding. That's right. Uh, Bam Margera. A uh, whole host of others. So... Come check us out, astronomicon.com. Tickets, you can get day passes. Yeah, do everything. Let's interrupt here real quick and give you a little bit of news that we didn't have when we first recorded this episode. 20 by 20 Apparel and this podcast are going to be hosting the three different trivia contests at Astronomicon. Those would be horror movies, wrestling, and Juggalo-related trivia. So, if you're listening to this right now, we're going to give you one of each of the bonus round topics for those categories as a little bonus for downloading our podcast. So, here you go. For wrestling, one of the bonus rounds is going to be three-man teams. So, go home and study your three-man teams. If you're going to be at the horror trivia, study up on famous actors. So we're talking A-list celebrities in famous or not-so-famous horror movies in their past. And if you're going to be there for the Juggalo trivia, one of the bonus rounds is going to be aliases. You know everyone's name, but do you know all their aliases that they have used? So those are three of your bonus round topics. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 20x20pod to get some other clues for this week's Astronomicon trivia. Now back to the show.
We also have coming up at the end of March. Is it March 30th? March 30th, last Saturday of the month. Old Wrestling. Um, where is that at? The Detroit City Distillery Factory, which is an eastern market here in Detroit. So any local residents in the metro Detroit area come out. They're a fantastic indie promotion that runs from the 1920s, I guess. What would yeah, you say? That's, a, that's a long time. <laughs> I, I was thinking they were coming from Ohio, but they're coming from 90 years Right ago. out of the time machine. Bootleggers, Crooked Congressmen, it should be a good time. Is William Howard Taft going to make an appearance? I hope so. I know that's, the band's coming. That's all that matters. Is that coming in the van? <laughs> the with ragtime everybody? van. <laughs> That'll be a good time. If you're not familiar with the area, go to Sapino's Pizza right across the street. Yep. Hopefully they're a sponsor. But there will be uh, some pop-ups oh, uh, in, the, in there, so... Sorry. There'll be some food. No, it's all right. I didn't want to. I don't want to take away from the food there. But if <laughs> well, you're, afterwards, you know, yeah. you eat while you're there, have a couple cocktails, you get a little hungry, a little pre-game. Stumble on over That's to okay. That'll be a good time. So twenty by twenty is going to be out there for you to enjoy towards you know throughout the winter months, yep. keeping you warm on the inside. Yeah, we need to start getting booked in the summer. What are we doing? Going to shows <laughs> all throughout the winter? Yeah, we've had a couple uh, summertime things, right? We've done yeah. things with uh, Bruce Bruce Pritchard and Conrad. That's true. Is that the only summertime? The old, old wrestling in the barn that was 120 degrees. Uh, yeah, it's either <laughs> blazing hot or freezing cold. <laughs> it's worth it. It's a good time. So check us out, 20by20apparel.com for your t-shirt, poster, koozie, any kind of needs. So what do we have next? Uh, looks like we're running right into uh, our topic for this week, which would be all-time favorites. Yep, setting the groundwork, setting the base for what Oof. we enjoy. So speaking of setting the base for, for what we enjoy, and we kind of want to start with where we started. So I figure a good topic to lead into that topic would be what our first shows or memories were. Uh, you want to go with what your first memory or show or both? Just general wrestling memory. It's hard to pull what era it was because a lot of it was renting tapes that were a few years before tapes so, yeah what are tapes <laughs> vhs tapes <laughs> all you kids out there don't know what that is but we used to have video stores and you used to have to go and pick certain ones you didn't have the network with everything so sometimes you'd be wanting to get royal rumble 1989 and it was gone so you'd have to settle <laughs> something else but it's hard to pinpoint when exactly i remember getting into wrestling because a lot of it's a mix mash of timelines but i clearly remember i believe it was on superstars where Undertaker locks the Ultimate Warrior in a coffin. That was very good. I remember, yeah, I remember my parents and telling them they need to call the police because there's a homicide <laughs> on TV. I was that nervous for the Warrior. So that's probably my first memory I remember. That's crazy. Um, my first memory was pre-WrestleMania three, which makes me very old. <laughs> I think we just turned on the TV, and I distinctly remember Macho Man coming off the top and hitting Steamboat in the oh, throat. Oh, man. That's a iconic <laughs> one that you got. So that had to be February of 87. And then uh, I, don't know, I was just hooked from there. Yeah. Then we went to see WrestleMania 3. We didn't live here, so we went to see WrestleMania 3 on closed-circuit television. That's amazing. Which, talk about what people now <laughs> don't understand. <clears throat> we just went to a arena and watched WrestleMania on the big screen. <laughs> well, I, mean, I remember doing that... Back in the mid-2000s for a random vengeance or something that the hell in the cell. <laughs> well, that was at like a movie theater, yeah. right? Whew. These are good old days. <laughs> you can't just, couldn't just pop onto uh, the network or Netflix and YouTube and watch whatever you want. You want to go out and find it. That's right. I'm waiting for Rumble 92 to come out, and I remember going to the store. like Around the time frame, you know they're hitting. 
I don't know how. Maybe just through TV, they'd say it's you know coming out on home video. So yeah, I remember going weeks at a time, and it was out and out. Finally, getting to see it. Was there an ad on a uh, Superstars tape or on? Uh, it had to be on you know one of those Super Tape Two Saturday or it was probably Saturday morning. You know WB Sunday morning, one of those morning shows and just begging you know you need to wait for the next weekend you can't go to the video store during the week at no. school so you know wait a whole week to go back and get it but i think that made it more exciting back then it did not the instant gratification the kids have with their youtube these days that's right all right so let's get to the topic of discussion but before we do that we want to get into the rules of the five count just in case you know anyone forgot it's like the rumble you gotta update people every uh yeah, every, every week. I, I'm thinking every it's more like, uh, <laughs> not that I know anything about this, but some people who are listening may. It's like your Miranda rights. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking we're just going to go over it every time, just to remind you, you know. Well, especially when we start getting guests on these, you know. You know yeah. Things got a hand. We'll hit them up one at a time here, and just in your head, you know, you can say, oh yeah, I agree with that, I'm, <laughs> I'm down. So, let's go over the rules here, the five count, before we get into it. Uh, the five count is a subjective list. We reserve the right to change our opinions whenever we see fit. You can see that by last week's list, which I could, or last topic's list, which I could change right now. What was that? We got uh, our producers (laughs) running around here making a little noise. Our list today may be different if you ask us again tomorrow. Again, uh, if we did last episode again, it would be totally different from I mean, going off this list, my fifth spot had four or five guys shuffled in and out trying to decide. Yeah, it's a very fluid list. Speaking of being fluid in the list, the rules for how we come up with each list are also subject to change and uh, personal interpretation, as they say. So you'll always hear us uh, you know, going back and forth with what we found to be the, the heart of what we were looking for with the list. The five count is meant to be a collection of our favorites of each topic. Not really the best. You know, some people categorize... A and B is being the best at something, but we're looking for our favorites. We're not looking for the quote-unquote best. Uh, you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, if we had a top five of all time, it's kind of set in stone. You know, it's the Mount Rushmore of wrestling yeah. guys at this point. We don't need Hogan, Flair, Austin, Rock. Yeah. Like, we're looking for our favorites. We're just acting like we're in a conversation here, like we're on a road trip, just like everyone at home does, talking to your friends. And uh, it's all about just your personal opinion at the, at the time. We don't look at each other's lists prior to each five count. We can agree with that. We've already hidden our lists from each other. <laughs> sealed. The lists are sealed and guarded. It's like uh, the Royal Rumble number selection, like we talked about last week. It's like the NBA lottery. We have everything uh, in envelopes, tightly sealed and never to be seen again by anyone. Burned once they're done. And then we also want to go back and say that we respect everyone who's in the wrestling business. Nothing that we say is meant to be negative or, you know, a knock on anyone. We're just here to have a good time and talk about our favorites. It's all entertainment. Just all enjoy it. Unless something comes from Dave Meltzer's <laughs> stupid mouth, go. then that's <laughs> just false and ready to be talked garbage poor about. Dave. Yeah, poor Dave. <laughs> all right, so everyone agrees with the rules? You ready? I'm ready. All righty, let's Strap get to the in. five count. Five. Oh, my. Five. Oh, he wants a five. five. He wants a five count. A five count. There's a sick man. There is a sick man. Well, well, what about this five count? You are demanding of officials throughout the World Wrestling Federation. Not for a three count, but a five count. You only have the only man in the history of professional wrestling to demand a five count. You're going to get a five count. Do you hear that? You're going to get a five count. 
Thanks to Guilty Simpson for that intro. Uh, he doesn't know that he's our intro, but we're trying to keep every musical act here local. So just as our TNT band, oh, <laughs> just as our forty and slip, just as our twenty by twenty band is local to Detroit. Guilty Simpson, local to Detroit. That beat is from the Simpson tape. Yes. If you want to uh, go check that out, very good. Also check out Over the Ghetto. Yes. I'm just gonna start plugging guilty tracks here. <laughs> can we just get guilty on here? He's a wrestling. He's a wrestling fan. I'm sure we can get him. Let's pencil him in. For pencil the... him in for another date. Yeah, I wonder what his list will be. All right, we are going to go through our top five all-time favorites. Who goes first? Do we keep the uh, the main event? Or are you pulling your um, task card? Or are we gonna flip no, a coin? <laughs> no, we can switch it up. Uh, you went first last time. You want me to go first? That doesn't matter to me. All right, um, I'll go first. So number five. Oh. <laughs> this has switched back and forth so many times, so I can't not have him on the list. Iconic. He was a big part of an era that I watched. That can't go wrong. Corporal Kirshner? Corporal Kirshner? I don't know. Corporal Robinson? <laughs> Number five, I have Stone Cold. I shouldn't say Stone Cold, just Steve Austin. Just Steve Austin? Yeah. I watched, I was watching the NWA, WCW, when he was a tag team with, uh, Brian Pillman, when he was U.S. and TV champ. sweet, stringy, I don't know if I'd call that sweet, (laughs) golden locks, but he was the man back then. Um, I didn't really see him in ECW until much later. Mm -hmm. Um, Even coming into WWF, um, I don't know if I was really watching, like, when he came in as the ringmaster, but... That was my era, for sure, 96. But when I started coming back into wrestling, it was NWO, so that was 96, 97? Yeah, mid-90, June to 96. And then moving into WWF, re-watching it, Austin was the man. And it's not so much that I thought he was sweet then, but going back and watching, just, yeah. God, like the, the crowd, uh, all his matches were great. It's wild how insane the crowd goes when yeah. that last breaks. Is he the most technical wrestler? No. But he used to be, right? Like, pre-neck oh. break, he was... Yeah, no one, I guess, he was still work. sweet, even like wrestling Savio Vega and yeah, Bret Hart awesome. and all them. Um, but God, you go back and watch his WCW stuff. Yeah. I think I have a best of DVD of him and Steamboat. Oh, just all their tag matches. The, the borrow ski. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a list of things that we have to start <laughs> trading and rewatching. Um, but yeah, it's just all his singles matches with him, and then tag matches like Austin and Pillman versus Steamboat and Shane Douglas. That's um, great. Yeah, just great stuff. So. Hard to go wrong. I don't think anyone's not going to have him in the list, yeah. but I penciled him in at number five. Do you consider that your era of Austin, though, the WCW <sighs> early 90s? or No, because I was big in the Attitude Era. Yeah. So while I wasn't a kid, not like your brother, where he's like growing up in the Attitude Era. But you were kind of in the perfect age for the Attitude Era. Yeah, I was like old enough to understand. I think I was in Early you know, teens? Yeah. Mid-teens. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving uh, on. Yeah, we don't need to talk about how old anyone <laughs> on the podcast is. But yeah, I mean, I saw enough of him throughout my era, and I respect the fact that he's the man. I'm so. down with that. I'm not giving you a hard time on Austin. Number five, Stone Cold. Uh, stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Any other... Co- oh, let's just... <laughs> we need to go back. I'm already going back. 
the comedy with him. Yeah, I was waiting. Oh, do we need to? Do I need to not dive into that? Or no, gonna, I mean we can discuss it. Are you sure? Yeah, we're not going to talk about him later today. Okay, we can move along. Okay, well, just <laughs> my number five, uh, Stephen Austin. All right, the first. So, so you're number five. My number five. This is like you said, one I wrestled with a few times. Um, You've wrestled with this guy a few times? No, not yet. <laughs> what? Um, so I had a lot of guys plugged in this spot a few times, switched them out, but I had to go back and think. I was thinking through my other four, and I can distinctly remember when I first seen them. So this one definitely stands out. It was late 95, I think December 95, and I'm kind of not fully paying attention to wrestling at the time, and I'm flipping through the channels. And for some reason, an In Your House is coming on for free, so I stop. Mm. I'm like, oh, this is great. It comes Mario Gennetti. What is Who's he wrestle? <laughs> Mario Gennetti is your number five? No. <laughs> but <laughs> he's out in the ring. All of a sudden, the music hits. Gold Glitter comes down. Oh, boy. Enter Goldust for the first time. I'm like, this, this guy looks crazy. <laughs> Gold Whoa. Dust. And he gets to the ring, gets on top, and pulls the wig off, and that blew my mind even more. I'm like, oh, shit. This guy is bald underneath. Yeah, so, and that's kind of kick-started me back into wrestling in late 95, and then in 96, he had a great feud with Ahmed Johnson, I thought. That was fun. And, uh, yeah, moving on, like you said, comedy with oh, him. Oh, man. Uh, that has to be early 2000s, right? Yeah. So you're skipping right ahead. That's I mean, right, but I'm just geez. thinking of things that I, lo- I loved about him. We skipped over, like, five years of him <laughs> dressing like... Baby New Year. And That's right. BWO with the, the, the Blue Meaning. And, and then you also had the um, Hollywood Backlot Brawl stands out. It's one of my favorite oh, my WrestleMania God. moments. So... Um, I, that's where I first learned about him, too, was through WWF at the time. I did not know Dustin Runnels, at least sticks in my mind at all. Did you not watch, or did you just not put together that he was in WWF, like, wrestling with Dusty versus... DiBiase and Virgil? At that time, no, I guess, when he when he debuted. Yeah, like, it's we're so jaded now that we know everyone who's coming up and yeah. what different gimmicks they were. How long did it take us to figure out that he was the guy from, you know, from that Yeah, because the internet was just starting to come about in 96, 97. Yeah, so. we would have been. And I think everyone started to catch on. That's when he did the whole storyline of like he's embarrassing his father mm-hmm. and he, he's found jesus or whatever which i thought that was kind of funny too and he's in the crowd with the he's coming sign and then he just comes back as goldust but <laughs> yeah that's when he was the artist formerly known as goldust and that which crazy and weird and yeah that all all those years blend together for me that's not exactly my era but yeah and then he came like i said came on strong in early 2000s teaming with booker t oh Jeez. He was uh, <laughs> when he had Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, electrocuted by oh, evolution. It was uh, he was good. He, he still is good. He's still yeah. going. I feel like he's better now, ring wise. Slim down, looking good, fast. I guess now he's kind of scaled back his his schedule, but he's yeah. got to get ready for all elite wrestling. <laughs> he's got that big feud with Cody coming up at Double or Nothing. Yeah, uh, so this was a, this was a tough one, but. Like I said, Goldust stands out, and he kind of was a uh, the big bang to the comeback to wrestling. When I spotted that, I was like, "This is something different. This is he, strange." You could argue he sparked the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, jeez. I mean, if you go back and look at that card, I don't know, top of my head, what was on there, but it was like era of Hakushi, I feel like, and Bret Hart, and yeah, just, just toned down, very normal guys. Yeah, and then I mean, he was wrestling right out. Uh, very random Marty Jannetty at the time. <laughs> Are you counting in this all his like? 
going back to WCW it was like Black Rain. <laughs> that, see, um, I don't know any of that. I mean, I know of it, but I've yeah, because we have to factor in right their entire run. When no, this. we didn't make note of that in the rules. <laughs> that like it's not era specific. That's right. Uh, that'll be a whole different thing. That'll be a future thing if you were just like Austin. As Stone Cold yeah. is like my favorite era of someone. We're just talking over. But aren't you gonna have but... to subtract points on a bad run? Eh, not necessarily. Because there's one that Andrew mentions that I had a bad run, and it just kind of didn't sour it. But does, doesn't it doesn't make the other part? It makes the other part not as uh, exciting. Are you talking about Hulk Hogan <laughs> <laughs> and his <laughs> and what he has become in the last couple of years? Uh, that, I mean, that doesn't help. <laughs> that's non wrestling. That's really. on. So, that's on someone's list that is going to be uh, contributing to the podcast real soon. All right. So your number five is Gold Dust, who will be at Astronomicon. That's right. I don't think we mentioned them before. I think we did. I don't remember. I wasn't listening if you said it. But Gold Dust will also be there with. The gold IC title for your the photo ops. So, I'm excited. I may get a picture with Gold Dust. You never know. Maybe we should just get a 20 by 20 group photo. I wonder if they'll let us do that. Yeah. I don't think they will. No <laughs> crowd in the room. No, they definitely don't let you do that. <laughs> All right. So, Gold Dust is your number five. We're going to my number four. This one kind of moved back and forth for me. It's one of those guys that I feel like... I hate to say this, that like you're supposed to like, mm-hmm. but I really do like him, so I hope he's not just on my list because I thought he was supposed to be. Number four, Kurt Henning, Mr. Okay. Perfect. I just remember his SummerSlam match with Bret Hart being fantastic. Well, I'm going to cut you off now since this is the exact same number four I have. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Like and the exact same match that stands out, so we'll just lump those two together right. in this discussion here. Yeah, he was, at that era, I mean... I don't think yeah, I don't think you have any of these guys on your list. But like when people always pull the, you know, best guys who never won the title. Yeah. You're pulling him, DiBiase and mm-hmm. Rude, right? Like yeah. they kind of all lump together. I could really put any of those three guys in this spot. That's right. Not saying that well, I don't think I have any of them in my my uh honorable mentions, but they all kind of lump together just of that era. They crossed over multiple promotions. They were never the man, but they they're they were always the in those big programs. Yeah, they were great. In late 80s, early 90s. And talk about going back. Like, maybe some of these people wouldn't be as high on the list if we couldn't go back. Like, if I just said, oh, I remember loving mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect when I was a kid. And maybe not. But then our list would be all, like, Warrior, yeah. Hogan, Warrior Savage. Warrior number one of the Yeah. Blood. So, Warlord and Barbarian <laughs> and Demolition. Like, so it, it, you kind of have to go back and... Look at it in your current eyes, but too. As a kid, I do remember that SummerSlam match. And I was oh, a huge yeah. Bret Hart fan, but even him being a heel, I was into just perfect. Like, And I remember him in the Rumble always coming out and yep. taking the big bumps into the corner and throwing, you know, getting thrown out by Hogan like a bullet over the ropes. Like, I <laughs> yeah. always stood out as a kid. It was just fun to watch. He had a nice little feud with Hogan, like on Saturday night's main event, didn't he? I, I, think I feel so. like they had a good match there. Like, he never really had a big program with Hogan or Savage. He was like just on the outside of that yeah, main event level. Still the man. Yeah. I mean, going back, that era was sweet. He was in and out. I mean, he was Flair's manager. Yeah, and even that was cool. I, mean, I think people not think he was a good announcer, but I thought he was pretty good. I don't know if that's the consensus. Yeah, I don't know. That was... I wouldn't say that's not my era, but I don't recall that being like good or bad. He was just kind of there. 
He was pretty good in the WCW run and in the, the NWO. Yeah, he was a little older, but he still had it. I mean, yeah. he got hurt, so that's why he was bouncing back and forth between retirement. So he wasn't at his peak at that point, but he still wasn't bad. And I'll take heat for this one. I thought the whole slamming Flair's head in this door in Charlotte was cool. Like, everyone hates it. And so no, they killed town. I'm like, isn't that the point? Aren't you supposed to get people mad? Like, Yeah, did you really think? Who was watching that, even when we were in high school <laughs> or college? Like, didn't you know that was going to happen? Yeah. That, like, maybe not just like that, but you knew he was going to turn on him. I like, think that people put too much weight into, like, oh, that's the old NWA town. They At that point, the crowd is... Not that crowd anymore, right? No, like, not at all. I it's, don't know. That always, I always find that strange when people get so upset about that moment. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, again, was he really putting on great matches then? Probably no. not. But have I gone back and watched WCW from that era? No. I'm currently watching can, it, so. <laughs> so you can tell us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, he's not that level of early 90s perfect, but he's still pretty good. Even like when he came back in 02, he had a yeah. decent little run there. Yeah. That's he's the great athlete. Yeah. Can't can't mess with that. So we're both going with Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, number, number four. four. Oh, so I got to skip back ahead and go number three, eh? <laughs> my number three. Whew. So he climbed my list when I was redoing my list here today. Um I don't know if you're gonna have him. This he should be on everyone's list. The rock? Uh, not the rock. We have promos. We have in-ring capability, longevity, the whole nine yards. I'm going with number three, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, (laughs) I mean, promo alone, you could justify this one. Yeah, even just going back to what we were talking about with my first memories of him slamming the the bell on Ricky (laughs) Steamboat. It's crazy that he was high flyer when there weren't really a lot of high flyers. Yeah, That match... With Steamboat, do we really have to discuss how great that Mania. was? Then going right into WrestleMania 4, running the tournament, the matches with Honky Tonk Man, yeah. and just Hogan into WrestleMania 5. And then more in uh, my time frame when Flair shows up, also fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, was it Warrior, WrestleMania yeah. s- 7? Yes. But yeah, like every one of those, who... Who isn't he wrestling in all those? Like from three to eight, it's just Hall of Famers yeah. left and right. And, he's, and probably the best matches that Warrior's going to have is with oh God, Macho. Everyone for sure. says it. Um, he was a funny announcer. I don't know if I'd say he was a great announcer. <laughs> when Giant Gonzalez came out and he goes, Oh, yeah, 10 feet tall. <laughs> and then he talks about him palming the ring and dumping everybody out. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be doing uh, impressions. Here. I know. I, I cut myself off. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could do it. Good. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he was great then, um, <laughs> except for when he tried to pin Yokozuna <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. Hey, That's he gave a, us a drinking game. Uh, he did. Rule. Went to WCW, won the world title a couple times, had to be. Yeah, um, had a great feud with DDP. Oh, my God. Like, that could be one of his best feuds of all time, right? Yeah. Um, he was in TNA for a minute. I think he Crickets. Li- <laughs> I think he literally came in. Did he win the title? That's insane. Wasn't like the weird Wednesday pay-per-view era? Oh, it was so bad. I, I, I don't know what they were doing. But I think he came in and left <laughs> wow. instantly. So, But that's okay. We're not we're not holding that against him. So. <laughs> I, it just seems strange. That I don't remember this at all of him. You don't remember anything from TNA because you didn't watch it. No. Yeah, thinking when WCW 
folded? Was he still there all the way to the end? Now, there's a great question. I'm so off on time frames. I mean, I remember him there in the late era with, what was it, Gorgeous George? And he had the weird outfits he'd wear, and he was just roided to the gills, I'm guessing. (laughs) He was huge towards the end. But, like, thinking when Vince bought WCW, and, you know, he waited for the invasion angle. Like, how weird would it have been saying Macho? Oh, that would never. (laughs) I know, but, like, just the thought of him in that era seems so strange. Like, Brock Lesnar was on the roster. You imagine Macho on the same card that no, <laughs> those are eras that just should not be mixed. Yeah, like, how is that humanly possible? It's yeah the the time frame of the Monday Night Wars and afterwards just kind of it's a complete cutoff of eras. You know, it's strange kind of thinking those guys in the yeah. the fringes of the end of each each Qu- run. Quick glance here into my mm-hmm. uh, Google looks like he was out of WCW in mid two thousand. Wow, which is so still he was crazy. almost there all the way to that. He was like. With the Millionaires Club feuding with the New Blood, oh, I cannot wait to watch. Yeah, this you got some this. good stuff coming. And then his Wikipedia has TNA in two thousand four, two thousand five, <laughs> which is very, very short. I like that our discussion just turned into the weird tail end of his career when discussing why we like him. Yeah, but I mean, he has a great rap album. Yeah, nothing wrong with that either. I just was tweeting about how that needs to be a record store day release because <laughs> it's so random it's a fitting for that it's so obscure yeah so <laughs> aside from all that i still think of 1980 oh i'm sorry let's go back you should be watching this because of tnt mm-hmm. your tnt watching recently um even pre wrestlemania 3 he was real good oh yeah like his ic title run feuding with uh tito santana Bullying Elizabeth, which is <laughs> wrong at the you know currently in 2019. Yeah, rewatching the TNTs, and I'm like, man, this is uncomfortable at points. But like, it's believable, I guess you'd say. Like, you know, watching it, it's uh, I don't know. Like, there's some funny parts where now Mean Jeans, the host, and he goes, start asking questions, Elizabeth, and like the lovely Elizabeth is then. Macho's looking around, going, "No, hold on a minute, brother. What are you <laughs> standing <laughs> up? He's pointing at Alfred Hayes, like, what's this guy's problem?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, even just when he first came in and they had a, like the lot, not the lottery, but all the managers were trying <laughs> to get his attention. Oh, his promos then were great. Yeah. No less what they turned into. He's been climbing my list based off of rewatching that early 80s TNT run. Yeah, I don't want to like uh, pigeonhole him into one time because that like 86 era, like this could be a whole nother list when we get to it, but talk about great gear. Oh, yeah. Man, like the pink tights and yellow boots. Fantastic. I mean, just going off of WrestleMania four, the fact that he had the distinct outfit every time, <sighs> different jacket every time, or not every, jacket, cape. Every time that there's a tournament or guys wrestle multiple matches, they should wear <laughs> different gear. Unless like, it's someone specific, like Austin, you know, he's got to have a... Right. It fits for certain guys, but yeah, I, I agree but with I you But I mean, we're just throwing random ones. Like people who are, like the New Day. Yeah, I was just about to pull that <laughs> name out if they had yeah. a tag tournament. Yeah, they should be wearing... And I bet they would. Yeah. They seem to be the type. They're but, up on that, they know. But if there's like a, a... I don't recall, like... Was that all one night? The, um, the tournament that they had in Saudi Arabia... Was that a one-nighter, or did they have some guys wrestle twice that night? I right? thought it was only. I thought it was like the the late like type of King of the Rings where there was Just all the, the matches finals. were on TV and they had like two matches on. The so they didn't have like an opportunity that, to do that's that. That's another debate I hate when they do. Like if it's a tournament, make it a tournament. Yeah, an all I day. Agree. I like an all day event. I I totally agree. But if it was an all day event, you should change your tights. That's right. So, 
let that be a lesson to any wrestler out there who wants to catch <laughs> our attention by not flipping people with their dicks. <laughs> Just change your tights. I mean, Joey Ryan would probably change his tights. Oh, yeah. Probably has to because people are grabbing it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. That was my number three. The four. Macho Man. How did we get there? <laughs> Sorry. Macho Man is spinning in his grave. Jim Cornette spinning in his grave. So, that was my number three. Mr. Chris, who is your number three favorite wrestler of all time? All right. Well, we've touched on him a little bit already. We touched more on his 80s run. So we'll we'll fast forward the time machine to uh, when I first seen Steve Austin, my number three. That was in 96. Um, coming in, like you said, is the ringmaster. The ringmaster. And uh, if the... you listen to his podcast, he will tell you every single time, I got saddled with that <laughs> shit gimmick. And Which, like, it wasn't that bad, looking back. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was that bad at all, but I'm just... Making fun of his podcast. Yeah, he definitely. Says that he always, and he'll always bring up how um, <laughs> he didn't think turning heel was a good idea. <laughs> that was a bad Austin impression. <laughs> Anyways. What? When, we're, uh, we're no Gallows and Anderson. No. <laughs> so, on yeah, numerous the, levels. <laughs> the memory that sticks out the most, I'd said, is uh, WrestleMania 12. Um, him and Savio, which... Buried the undercard in the whole match. They're discussing the backlot brawl chase, which is also funny. They're using the the OJ footage, but yeah. I thought that match was great, and it just stood out. Like you said, the ring work he moved, and I like the way he would like fall to the back of the mat. You know, he'd fall on his back. Was he would attack the mat? Yeah. As they say. Yeah, he was fantastic, which led in their Caribbean strap match, which was awesome. And then beware um, of dog one and two. <laughs> and then the, the the pinnacle, you know, the the whole attitude era run where. Right here in Detroit, Michigan, they're fighting him and Rock fighting on the bridge. <laughs> so many Austin memories, even just from Detroit. Yeah. Like, if we want to skip ahead real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, 20 by 20 also has a pin set called Pinfall. Yeah. And the first one is still available, correct? Yep. The Lex Express. Lex Express. If also you tied to the city. <laughs> that's rolled the, into the palace. <laughs> lots of Detroit history here with your 20 by 20 apparel. Yeah, but, but then. If we want to announce the second pin. That's right. Another Detroit memory with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Probably one of the biggest memories in Raw, which I was not at this one, is upsetting. Um, I was at this one. Yeah. Austin driving the Zamboni to the ring. Oh, I thought we were talking about when ICP was there. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was... That, never mind. Let's, uh, we'll just skip right ahead. I, I, I'm sorry to Steve Austin hey. for sullying your memory by talking about that. And one thing that we like to discuss all the time about that memory, which stands out the most, is when Austin dives in the ring and the inflatable Steve oh, Austin geez. comes flying in. Perfect Like at the timing. most opportune time, and it's just bouncing around the so ring. So perfect. I, I can't help but look at that every time. <laughs> yeah, whoever did that, we you're out there, Get a hold. We want to interview you. What a great throw that that thing <laughs> yeah. landed. In. Where were you sitting? You must have uh, some great pictures from your uh, <laughs> your Polaroid or your toss away camera from the other side of the ring. That's a fun thing now with the uh, Instagram stuff is when you're finding people posting photos from famous moments. Like someone had a whole thread of WrestleMania three photos from their seat. Oh, that's in the, sweet. In the crowd, so they had a view of the Hogan Andre Slam from like the opposite side of the ring. That's real cool. That little. That little thing is cool now with the internet. Actually, for a while when I was going to shows, I did that a lot. I took a ton of pictures. Yeah. And uh, maybe when we get into like our live events, we'll start posting some of our old pictures yeah. that we took. Because I was at some pretty decently famous shows that I have some horrible pictures of. So <laughs> Yeah, I was just digging through some old photos recently and found 
some of. We were discussing our first memories. The first show I ever went to was WB Live at Joe Lewis, 1996. Uh, I remember the, I guess it was the New Rockers coming out. I think the main <laughs> event was Sean and Sid. <laughs> but anyways, back to Steve Austin. We, back to Steve. Yeah, we were, sorry. We really we get distracted. Easily, get off the but, rails. But uh, that's what happens if you and your friends are. Uh, you know, just hanging out or on a drive, you're just taking one topic to the other. We're just trying to, you know, corral it into a <laughs> streamline, but we can't help it when we go off Well, yeah, so we were discussing Austin on ring work, you know, fun things he did, Attitude Era, throwing the bell off the bridge, the Zamboni, but we love 2001 Stone Cold. <laughs> the what era? Yeah, the Invasion Austin. Awesome. <laughs> Hugging Vince McMahon with that weird grin and just the, the slapping on the, the back, back. Um. <laughs> playing the guitar, singing to Vince. Kurt Angle with the ukulele and the the little hat, the little cowboy hat. And that was all because he was hurt. Like they just had to keep him so on had, TV. Yeah, actually, I don't remember hearing that. I think him and Angle were both hurt, and they wanted to keep them fresh. That was so good. Yeah, that's the best. Why are they doing with the Kevin Owens right now? Let him know. do that. Yeah, that, what, play the guitar? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Start hugging uh, Vince McMahon? Have his wife bake cookies? <laughs> that was great. Like, <laughs> such a great era of Austin, and people probably think that was the worst. Yeah, I but mean, he definitely doesn't He like doesn't it. hate on it, right? No, but he doesn't, he always, well, I guess he discusses turning heel more so than anything, but yeah, I feel like he gets overlooked when discussing Austin's. Now, why is it okay for him to do comedy, but it's not okay for... You know, other people. Santino or Joey Ryan or... or what's the difference, yeah. Captain Cornette? Ask Cornette. And I don't... You tell me, Vince Russo. <laughs> what's the difference? Vince Russo's down with the comedy. Who cares what Vince Russo's down with? <laughs> Even just... uh, Austin as the sheriff of Raw. Just, <laughs> Coming just down gunning it down to the ring. Austin uh, shaving Vince McMahon's head. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a snoozer. <laughs> Austin... <laughs> Austin starring the President of the United States. Hey, this isn't a political podcast. We're not <laughs> That's just it. a statement. That's just a true fact. What about Austin dancing with the New Day? That was good. Does Austin have a WrestleMania moment for every WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> so even though he hasn't, he's had more non-wrestling. Him and Piper had that one, the Piper's Pit. That was pretty cool. And at 20 or 21, oh. the Hollywood one. 20 was where he was the uh, referee. Yeah, of. 21 was the Hollywood so they had a Piper's Pit where they brought out Austin. What about when he was uh, the host and he brought out Hulk Hogan? That was fun. There's just <laughs> he's at every WrestleMania, so but as well he should be because yeah. he's I mean the That's, guy. Bring him back all the time and he doesn't need to wrestle. All of his all the things we're rapping about right now are non wrestling related. Then he has a podcast, <laughs> which. Thing is on hiatus right now, but that's okay. That gives you more to time. Love, that was talking about podcasts influenced us. The listening to the post pay per view reviews by Austin. Oh, great! <laughs> I love his opinions. I mean, at least he knows enough that the business has changed. Yeah, like he, he gets it. He will kind of shit on it, but he'll just say it's not for him. Yeah, he gets where a lot of it's coming from, as opposed to just he's not just gonna it. yeah talk trash about it for no reason. So <laughs> he's a good guy. Then maybe uh, he'll be on the podcast. Someday. <laughs> yeah, there's a get. <laughs> the biggest star ever in wrestling. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get him. Come on, discuss his top five Detroit moments. <laughs> there's enough of them. He he could do it. All right. Is that enough talking about Steve Austin? For now, I guess. All right. My number two. 
All-time favorite. My one and two are pretty solid. Like, I, these two have not moved. Everyone else is kind of moving around. My number two, I don't know if it's going to shock you. I don't know if you're going to have him on your list. From his early days in WCW, moving around WWF, and then being a staple of extreme championship wrestling. <laughs> Wait, WCW, WBF, then ECW? Yes, and then right back again. And then right back again. <laughs> I am talking about the man they call... Raven. Oh, I thought we were going with Vader for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, when was the Vader run in ECW? <laughs> Not Vader. I am talking about Scotty the Body, I, aka Raven. I'm upset I didn't write Raven out on my honorable mentions because he is a goodie. Like, I wasn't super into ECW when you were. Like oh. the, the the main the peak era mania, of it. Or mania. <laughs> the ECW. Peak ECW. But from watching it, I remember Raven just. I was just drawn to him yeah. for some reason. Like, just the weird promos and the, the grunge look and yeah. the T-shirts and whatever. And then right away, I think he went to WCW. And uh, sitting in the crowd, I mean, the flock was yeah, awful. Yeah, they built that so well, so long. I mean, I think he was hurt, too, or something. Or no, it was a contract dispute. But Yeah, there was a part where he was hurt. I was watching something recently where, yeah, he was just teasing, like, not wrestling, and Saturn would wrestle for him. Yeah, but, but it worked for the build even more. I thought it was good having him in the crowd every week and yeah, there was, just baking that. You had your huge faction of the NWO, yeah. and they were just kind of there. I mean, you had your WCW, your NWO, and you had the flock. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, feuds with DDP. Uh, that was a good one. Chris Benoit. He had um, an early... Uh, Goldberg's first big matches, right, early on? Uh, one of Goldberg's best matches. So <laughs> Goldberg had all the terrible matches. Yeah. Um, then, like, back-to-back nights, I think he wrestled Saturn and Raven, which had to be his two best matches up to that point, for sure. Yeah, definitely, because at that point, it's Ming probably was his best match. Yeah, uh, Steven Regal, when he <laughs> kind of abused yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just all squashes. Yeah. But um, pulled out good matches there. He had a U.S. title run for a day. The Goldberg beat him for it, and our buddy Tom spoiled it for me. <laughs> Texted me just like Goldberg, who's next? And I'm like, didn't watch Nitro tonight. <laughs> Got to watch the replay after all. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, that was tough days, 1998. <laughs> but I loved him in uh, WCW, uh, obviously, and then uh, WWF. He came over. Yeah, the um, early WWF stuff was great. The hardcore. Yeah. Run. Um, never really used them to what they could have. You know, if you listen to he's got a good podcast, too, mm-hmm. if you ever listen to it. Um, he talks about just kind of why it fell apart there. But, yeah, a little misused, and then he went to TNA forever. Yeah. Well, that's um, when he started wearing the skirt. Yeah. Like, the look always to me is the jean shorts, and that TNA yeah, one changed it up, and he started a, getting, I think he still wears the, not skirt, kilt. Is that yeah, but he's got a little bit of a different look now. It's not yeah. the same, but comedy stuff on point when he was Johnny Polo great comedy <laughs> even you, though, you turned me on to the WCW <laughs> uh, where it was him and Sandman yeah, his mom's house. oh man that's so, that was so good so funny <laughs> I love Raven um, even to this day you know um, if he was at an indie show I'd go watch him yeah he he's knows cool. he's not doing high spots he's not flipping all over but he's uh, he's the man He's in uh, one of our favorite WrestleMania matches. Uh, that could be my favorite WrestleMania <laughs> The match. hardcore triple threat. Whew. Man, that was fun. He's, we just totally glossed over, like, his feud with Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like, know him about. Two years long, right? First, yeah, was 
watching ECW Hardcore TV on Pass Sports here in Detroit. That was great. Come on at like 2.30 in the morning. And yeah, you'd only get the highlights on there. But I remember they had a video package of the feud leading up to their final match. And it was set to, I think it was Teen Spirit. And it just was like a, the entire music video just highlighting the beginning all the way to the end of their feud. And then it ended at the... Russell Palooza match was that his? You're or, just pulling names. I, I this is out of it. your era, right? Yeah, I mean I've seen it, but I didn't watch it as you know live rem- action as you were. Yeah, I remember they opened the the show that week of that match, so it was just the the tail end of it. Cause, you know, you got to order the video for the full thing, but the tail end played the the final of the match where Dreamer finally pinned Raven, and then the WB invaded. Jerry Lawler is there, hidden, <laughs> hidden Tommy in the in the balls with the kendo stick. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that Raven run against Sandman in ni- mid '90s w- or ECW was fantastic. Yeah, great stuff. Um, always going to be one of my favorites. He's never going to come off a of number two. I don't think someone's going to have to knock him off his perch. That's my top three. Austin solidified at three, and my my one and two are never going to change. All right, so that's Raven at number two. Who do you have at your number two favorite wrestler of all time? So my number two, I recognize him from his second stint, not his most famous stint. Uh-oh. Uh, when I first seen him was late 91, and I had no idea who he was. I just knew Bobby Heenan was coming out, showing off the real world's champion. <laughs> He's in the studio. Clean that up. Put that stuff away. We've got the real world's <laughs> champion coming to town. And I, uh, as a kid, I had no idea who this guy was, but it was intriguing when he showed up with this big gold belt. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. It was all uh, covered. <laughs> and blurred they out. I wouldn't even show it. And, uh, yeah, the 92 Rumble is what solidified it as a kid. And to this day, it stands out as, you know, the pinnacle to me of, of Ric Flair winning that and cutting that promo at the end with a tear in my eye. One of the greatest promos ever, for sure. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, I grew up in WBF, so... It's funny that that's my biggest memory of him, and then later on, when the DVD sets came out, is when I kind of learned about right. you how know, sweet his promos were and the so run with the Horsemen. You weren't really watching NW, uh, NWO, WCW, like when you were a kid? No, like I, I tuned early in 90s. Saturday nights um, once in a while, and the only, it's odd, the only thing I remember from WCW Saturday night is flying Brian Pillman, <laughs> all the guys, but yeah, it wasn't my, I'd occasionally rent a... VHS, but they always like growing up on colorful, lively WBF. Those old NWA right. tapes were. Well, we, my cousin would just rent it to see the hardcore, like bloody cage matches and stuff. Of course, you did. <laughs> so yeah, the, the flare promos and all that on uh, NWA TV was out out of my time at that. Yeah, that's weird. Like I grew up on that. That's yeah. it's insane. <laughs> that as much of a WWF fan as I was, like I was watching. Six oh five on TBS yeah. every week. So. That was awesome. so yeah. My debut to me was WWF Superstars, wherever it was, where he showed up with Flair or with a uh, Heenan. But uh, I mean, promos alone too. Once I got into watching all those, that solidified him as just yeah. You could have a whole DVD of just Flair promos. I mean, everyone knows it's influenced countless rap songs and <laughs> everything. I mean, the the style. That's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> But you know it's never gonna go out of style. Like it's not dated. Like it's always cool the way he talks. I mean, to this day he's doing appearances now at clubs and stuff yeah. just because he's people like hanging out with him. I think you just like him because he's a Michigan man. Ah, uh, he flip flops. He's Michigan one week, he's South Carolina the next. I now he's picking Super Bowl teams. He run. I mean, pick a team and stay with it, Rick. 
You, if you want to be a Wolverine, we need you now. You hear me, Rick? You're listening <laughs> to this right now. Uh, he had another. I never listened to his podcast. Did you? Yeah, well, that was uh, with Conrad. Right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Woo Nation. Uh, it was it was hard because they're, they're on phone calls, so it's three different phone lines all calling each other. But yeah, it's tough. There was some intro. I mean, that was kind of early on before you get a gluttony of all these interviews. So right. you kind of got a lot of stories, especially with him. He was great at pulling just dates out of his mind and be like, I remember I was drinking with Lawrence Taylor this night till 3 a.m. and all this. It was crazy. And then even his uh, comeback in mid-2000s. Comeback. <laughs> Which one? Like we, we He was in a money like, in the bank, for God's sake. We skipped over like 15 years of his career. <laughs> what is your brother Jacob's first memory of Ric Flair? Like, when he thinks Ric Flair, does he think like... Evolution. Oh <laughs> it's God. gotta be. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a question next time we have mine that's horrible like that's just like people who know ozzy osbourne for being like a crazy old man and not like a, a musician i mean i feel it's weird that i know him as the 92 rumble flair but yeah there's a whole generation that he's like as. 10 years past that <laughs> that's like knowing ice cube for being a movie star not being a rap star off topic i was at bonnaroo or second row waiting for Oh, uh, no. For ice, ice cube to come out, and this girl's leaning on the railing in front of us, ten years younger or something. And she's like, "What are you, you guys ain't here for Skrillex?" And we're like, "No, Ice Cube's coming on next." And she's like, "Who?" I'm like Ice Cube. She's like, "That name's familiar. He's from like that movie, right?" And I'm like, oh. "Are we there yet?" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she thought. I was. He's the Don Mega. That's terrible. And the Don Mega wrestling's Ric Flair, so we tie those back together. That's true. <laughs> oh, number two, Ric Flair. That's that's hard to argue with. Um, just looking at our list, we have a lot of, <laughs> everyone's a world champion on our list except for gold dust. <laughs> There's still time. Is the... Perfect was a world champion? Well, AWA. AWA. Is, um, is the All Elite Wrestling title going to be a world <laughs> title? Is that official? I mean, if they're, they're working a relationship with New Japan, they'll be defending it overseas. I don't know if there are. Is Brock Lesnar really defending his title on Jupiter? Like, it's universal. I mean, what are you talking about here? Well, that's just... <laughs> this is another topic for another day. <laughs> All right. So, we uh, at this point, I think we review our lists here. So, I started, right? I think I yes. started. All right. So, my number five was Steve Austin. Number four, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Number three, Macho Man Randy Savage. Number two, Raven. Whew, what a solid top five. I have two in mind that I think your one is. It's a starting five. <laughs> That's a great starting five. So you need to be quiet because you're going to ruin this right away. You're going to call me a mark. Uh, I know where it's going now. So we haven't really mentioned this, but looking at our lists, other than Goldust, Raven, those aren't really guys who are still wrestling. Like... We kind of, without saying, all these guys have retired. Mm -hmm. um, this guy, you could probably say, is retired. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think he's coming back. Um, but I've been a fan of his for years, so from the very beginning. Not trying to say that I am better than anyone for <laughs> having seen him in his early work, but... We I still... No, go ahead. We saw him locally. Um, <laughs> oh, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> we, uh, I've seen him locally. I followed him through Ring of Honor, through TNA, through OVW. Always followed him. Always liked his work. I put his matches with numerous people up against anything that you're watching in that era. 
Um, and now I'm following him through UFC. <laughs> I am talking about oh, CM Punk. <laughs> number one all-time favorite. I knew it. What is there? You knew it. You're just a mark. I'm not. Well, yes. I, I am. Um, Punk's fine. Punk's all right. I don't even know where to like where to begin, honestly. Um, <laughs> Watching it, like we we used to watch him here in local feds in front of five people, um, yeah. but he was really making his name in IWA Mid South. So is that the same time frame? Yes. Okay. Because we here in Detroit had a local fed called IWF, and they had their people, but then for a time they were bringing up like. Mm-hmm. That that was just straight up IWA Mid South because yeah, they brought up a lot of those guys: Hero, Cabana, Punk, Necro Butcher, Robinson, Robinson, Cash Flow. They must have all just gotten in a car and come up, yeah. Because that is just straight that era. So that was 2001. So yeah, I just was looking at the photo. Uh, it was 2002, the one where him and Cabana ran in and cut the anti-hardcore mm-hmm. promo. So. At that time in IWA, those two were pretty established because they were both on the TPI. Um, and he was already their champion by, like, 2002. Okay. Um, and then by, I mean, just skipping ahead a little bit, 2004 TPI was, he was already in Ring of Honor. Because um, I think the finals, he was in the semifinals. He didn't get to the finals. Okay. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> is the, who I was wanted the, to rewatch those. He was in the TPI in 04. <laughs> But uh, his Ring of Honor work, I mean, he started off doing whatever, feuding mm-hmm. with Raven, actually. Yeah. Um, that was a great feud. But uh, working his way up to you know, the world title once he got signed, even before he got, I'm sorry, we're skipping ahead. His <laughs> matches with Samoa Joe, Yeah. oh, God, fantastic. Like, his, everyone who he wrestled, was, he just had great match after great match. How um, big of a letdown is that he's not? around now for another run with Joe. Imagine Joe and Punk at a mania. (laughs) We talk, or we don't talk, but I think dream matches right now, especially with Daniel Bryan back, um, all the guys that he just missed out on for a couple years, who now he can have like 2019 matches with, holistic guys. Maybe Punk would be a step slower now than he was when he left, but just go down the roster. Yeah. Joe, uh, uh, Brian Danielson, uh, even like Rollins. Yeah. Even like Almas or, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, black or Gargano, yeah. anybody just pick any Chapa. of those guys. Um, dream matches. But yeah, he, uh, eventually got signed. went to WWE and his signing on Ring of Honor is fantastic. Oh, they, they don't show that on the, the network uh, no, special. No, they definitely do his contract on the title. His, uh, his run as champion there like was predicated by him signing because <laughs> he won it on his last day and then he signed his contract on the belt and then just dared anyone to take it. So he went that whole summer with people trying to, like the whole company against And that's kind of what they did when he... Had that final run, you know, with Cena, as they kind of duplicated that. They, they even did. called it the Summer of Punk, didn't they? Yeah. So like they uh, started off kind of meagerly in WWE, um, ECW run a little bit. <laughs> it was just in our uh, Royal Rumble rewatch. It was, it was hard at ECW era. <laughs> but uh, worked his way up. Was the world champ. 
phenomenal promo against Cena. Yeah. It's like the, the original pipe bomb. Um, I mean, that's got to be a top five promo of all time, right? That thing stands be. the test of time. Yeah. Um, he ran with the title for 434 days. Put it in his fridge. He did. <laughs> he got, uh, you know, <sighs> it, it came to an end probably sooner than it should have, but that's just him. Like, I think everyone thought that was a work, and, oh, he was coming back, and, oh, he's a normal dude, but he's not. Like, it's, <laughs> he was done. I'm not saying he's an asshole. I think, just think he's a normal guy that doesn't want to deal with the BS, and when yeah. he was done, he was done. I think that's what you dig about him more than that, that's wrestling. That's, like, is how his, I am. Is, I don't give a shit. <laughs> we saw him at a show once. I think I was with Steve, and he's like, oh, go up and talk to him. I'm like, no. Like, I'm just afraid to. He's probably an asshole. He doesn't want to talk to me, so... But no, that's cool. So um, you're the CM Punk of the podcast, and I'm the Cole Cabana? Hopefully that, this doesn't end in a lawsuit? <laughs> that's, my back does hurt. It makes like kind of infection. I need a Z-pack. But uh, yeah, I, I can't... Uh, he's always going to be my number one, I think. It's going to be hard-pressed. <clears throat> At least now, there's nothing bringing him down. You know, he's not going to... Uh, have a bad outing or something embarrassing. He better invest his money, okay? I'll be seeing him in a weird indie, all fat and chubby down 10 years from now. You never know. You're going to see him on pay-per-view beating uh, Conor McGregor <laughs> or someone on uh When they both USA. get re-signed, I guess. Some are slammed. Oh, that's also <laughs> possible. I just I don't think he's ever coming back. Everyone's holding their breath. Never. Never, never. Never say never with professional wrestling. I'll say never with him. <laughs> but... My, my number one might make a comeback. Oh, oh, we're jumping into your number one. Oh, right. sorry. No, no, that's okay. I can go on for days. So that's, uh, he's my number one. Who is your number one favorite of all time? Do you want to run down the... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. Your number five is Goldust. Number four, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Number three, Steve Austin. Number two, the nature boy, Rick Flair. All right. Now for your number one... Favorite wrestler of all time. This is, I don't know who you're going to pick. Really? I'm looking at your list. I don't know. My this number one. Again, I think I first seen him in the 90s, mid, late 90s. Um, but he's he's spanned many of eras. Mongo McMichael? <laughs> yes, the 84 <laughs> Bears. Um, that'd be on my underrated list. <laughs> But yeah, I first seen him watching hardcore TV, and I—I uh, I think I first dove in about the time he showed up and won the world title. It's not about none other than the Funker, Terry oh, Funk. Terry Funk. That's right. So yeah, growing up, I knew him as an ECW guy, which is also funny. Like thinking of his runs, <laughs> but yeah, he—that's right. He was coming out to Desperado <laughs> by the Eagles at the time. Talking about a weird entrance, but yeah, that's where I knew him and. Um, I'm trying to think actually now because Stranglemania probably came out at the same time. So oh a combination of ECW and Stranglemania is what kind of spawned <laughs> the love for Terry Funk. And then I don't know. The more you learn, the more you dig. You know, the older you get. Uh, he seems like the coolest, like down to earth dude around. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, now going back and digging into TNTs. Uh, more in depth into promos from that era. Was he on the TNTs? Like, oh, yeah. I remember him from that era, but not specifically. He's TNT. in three and four. Also, a funny thing is Dory Funk's there. So 
Dory Funk appears first in the match, and the announcer's calling him Dory Funk, and then they come out, and Vince is just calling him Hoss Funk, so it's Terry and Hoss Funk. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that, okay. But yeah, he just, he's, you could tell he's just off the cuff, I mean, one of our favorite TNT skits, the Silver Dollar Saloon. Oh, that's I mean, good. He's drinking the beer, and Tony Gurria's talking, <laughs> starts talking to the waitress, and Funk gets so upset and hits him with the beer beer bottle. Oh. Spits in the camera. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna brand him. <laughs> if we looked, I bet he's only in WWF for that era for six months. Yeah, it's not long. It's, it's that little window because he kind of shows up for a few episodes there, and that's it. He feels yeah. with GYD for a minute there. I think that was it. Yeah, the the last one he was not on the episode, but Hoss Funk. And Jimmy Jack Funk are there, and they're having a barbecue. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know if I just made that up or if that was Oh, and they they hang, Uh, (laughs) try to hang Lord Alfred Hayes in a parking lot. People are outside watching this, like, but the best part is Hoss Funk's eating, and he goes, my brother Terry would love this. He loves a good barbecue. You know, he has one every Saturday. He throws the best around. (laughs) And part of me is like, that's a funny story, but that's probably real life. I'm just having a big bash at the ranch back then. They were just hanging out. And then he came back in, oh, came back to WB in 98, Chainsaw Charlie, that oh. was a fun run. <laughs> I like how you you skip over his whole NWA run. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I remember him from when I was a kid. You can see I just, that whole era, kind of blackout period for me. You're, almost your entire top five spent a good amount of time of my childhood in the NWA or AWA. <laughs> and I did not mention that once for any of them. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh. Terry Funk's still going strong, too, right? He wrestled be. a year or two ago. That's not bad. I, I totally forgot about him. I and have the best moonsault in the business. Uh, in what business? <laughs> he just would heave his body in the air. <laughs> he was... Middle middle aged and crazy in 1992 and in 1982 in 2002. <laughs> it never stops. That's why he's still out there doing his thing. <laughs> that's not bad. That's uh, that's an interesting look into your, you know, what you like and who you enjoy, why and you like wrestling. Because he also personifies like hardcore, which yeah. you're super into. Hardcore comedy, and just a cool cool texan there's a lot of texans on my list there would have been four dbs just outside oh, are we skipping right ahead to the uh, honorable <laughs> mention but i was just looking down on it yeah uh, te- texas heavy you might be a european but i'm a texas <laughs> texas fan yeah brody also Detroit also a little tie i don't have any uh any european wrestlers on my top five <laughs> we save that for the first episode all right, that's a pretty good top five. You want to blow through our uh, our honorable mentions? Yeah, pretty a little quick. roundtable discussion on guys so, we also like. Mine, I have a group here. I kind of can't separate them from each other, but <laughs> they're all of the same era. Uh, Don Morocco, <laughs> Harley Race, yep, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, and Adrian Adonis, all yep. like pre. WrestleMania three, like WrestleMania three ish yeah. era. So that's right when I was getting into it. Um, fantastic characters. I mean, obviously they had, um, you know, the stints elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like you look back, and Adonis was great in AWA. Uh, Race obviously mm-hmm. matches with um, Ric Flair in the NWA. <clears throat> 
And all but, those guys are guys that I, you know, not my era, but watching TNTs and stuff. Oh, all yeah. They're, great. They're Mor- Morocco right now is on <laughs> my list just from all the stuff on there. Fuji Vice and Fuji Bandito. <laughs> all those guys, great characters, great wrestlers. Yeah. I, um, I also, I have two more real quick. His more, uh, his more current, but uh, William Regal. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to save him for a, a different episode, but... The more I watch him, just oh, his wrestling is on point. His comedy is great. Mannerisms and facial expressions yeah, are great. Perfect, and he's great on t- on uh, NXT right now as the general manager. Um, always been good. So he almost made my top five. <laughs> he's, he's loving WCW. <laughs> just do a little wave with his hand yeah. behind his back to everybody. And then, uh, real quick, I want to mention. I didn't have any indie guys on here. This is all straight, like WWF, mm-hmm. you know, NWA, WCW, if you will. But uh, he doesn't wrestle anymore as much. But every time I see him or I see something old with him, it's just astonishing that he never got a break. Mike Quackenbush. Yeah. Like, but he has his own thing. I mean, I guess he wouldn't be really running for anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he was a... Uh, they brought him into NXT to coach okay. uh, recently, but uh, and he has hands in Chikara. Mm-hmm. But just going back to like we talked a couple weeks ago about Zack Sabre Jr. and like technical guys mm-hmm. like that, even Regal, Quackenbush was a man. Yeah, like how did he not get a bigger run in Ring of Honor or anywhere? Like he yeah, was to just, me, I always just think of Chikara and those couple times he's in my yeah. TPI. But oh, so good! Like he could easily be in my top five. Just straight up like wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, promos maybe not so much, but mind because obviously he ran Chikara. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wish he had a little more of a run, or you could see more of him currently. But just wanted to give him a little shout mm-hmm. out because I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> Anyone else on your? No, radar? I can go. I can go on and yeah. on. I can name a hundred guys. So. <laughs> a couple on mine. This one kind of pairs up with my number one, Foley. Uh, many things. Hardcore run, the Cactus Jack stuff, the King of the Death match run, and then the comedy bits in late, you know, 99, when he became the commissioner in 2000. So oh, yeah. All that's good. He's got a lot going on. Um, Lots of stories you can go into with him. Yeah. And then some of it, I guess, like I said, when I look at the whole work I feel like he'd be on the list if it was just ending in, like, 2001 and stuff. But, I don't know, he was in TNA, and there's all sorts of kind of cheesy promos. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. He's still one of my all-time favorites. That's and okay. There's nothing wrong me. with him. Um, another hardcore ECW-type guy, Sabu. Ooh. That that one always will be floating in the top ten. I mean, there was nothing like him when I seen him. He's definitely an innovator for that time. When yeah. You're... That age, and you're turning on TV at 2.30 in the morning. He blew my mind as a kid. Um, and I'd even had RVD in that mix. I don't like him as much as Sabu, but still, what he was doing was insane. Yeah, definitely. That whole era of ECW could just be a lumped sum in my list. It could. Um, it is. It will be <laughs> for a future <laughs> list for you. Early guys, DiBiase, of course. Him and Perfect and Goldust were all shuffling around in those yeah. bottom three. Um and everyone knows how great DiBiase is. Oh, yeah. Uh, underutilized, undervalued guy, I feel like, in the era, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Nothing wrong with Greg Valentine. Which, my era, 91, which is funny because he's more known as the 80s <laughs> IC run, but, man, he was the he was the workhorse in the Rumbles. Put him he out was. there for an hour, and he'd be chopping, throwing beautiful-looking locks. 
<laughs> rhythm and blues era. Yeah, right. That was funny. <laughs> Did he make a quick comeback in WCW too? He was there in the beginnings of Nitro. He was oh all, my god! He was there even like when the NWO debuts. I think he fights Scott I, Hall. I wasn't thinking that. I was like in like '92. I wasn't <laughs> thinking like '96. Oh yeah, he was there all the way till '97. Oh my god! There's some funny guys who make a transition. There. Yeah, that's a, there's a show. <laughs> Top five randoms and. WCW I think 97. Ha- I forgot who it was. One of the Midnight Express, I think, was floating around in some of them 97 Nitros. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Greg Valentine's good. I'm not going to hate on him. Yeah. IC champ. And, uh, yeah, that's it right here. Like you said, we could go on and on, but. Yeah, that's a never ending list. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, that gives everyone an idea of what we're looking at, you know, when you listen to us in the future, kind of what piques our interest oh i forgot somebody who'd you forget already the crusher <laughs> Someone, how about that <laughs> talk about out of our eras but man yeah um even guys like i admit harley race is totally out of my era but i mean i remember him as the king so yeah. i mean that's all the guys i like are past that the era you'd consider their era but that's what we like to do sometimes discuss which which era do you remember the most of guys define them yeah again like we said that you're not confined to our era we can now go back and re-watch things so that's okay we can we can talk about old people <laughs> not old people but you know guys outside of our our main frame so there we have it there's our top five if you want to let us know about your top five all-time favorites hit us up on twitter instagram or facebook that's mm-hmm. all at 20 by 20 pod. That's 20x20pod. If you use the hashtag five count, spelled out F I V E C O U N T, five count, hit us with those lists, or you can email us at 20 by 20 pod at gmail.com. I think we already have one uh, in the bank that we can play <laughs> next week. But if you have a good one, shoot us an email. Um, we'll, maybe we'll read it. We can, uh, if you have a voicemail. Yep. All right. We can uh, audio file. We'll play some of your news and notes about your top five. So we want to hear from everyone. Give us your lists, and we'll <laughs> hopefully get them on the next episode. Do we want to tell everyone what our next episode is? Uh, we got a bonus one coming up. Another bonus. <laughs> another. So going to rotate bonus. Another to... bonus episode. Um, if we can get this going. I don't know. Maybe we don't want to spoil it. Yeah, we'll wait. It. Yeah, that may not happen. And, so. uh, I don't, we, don't have, we don't have a next five count in the bag, I guess. We'll we to... don't. We have a lot of a lot of different ideas. There's another thing. If you want to tell us what you want to hear, yeah, let us know. We have a couple uh, ready for the future. But a couple lined up, but yeah. Wouldn't hurt to get some ideas. You can let us know what you want to hear, and we'll tell you. We'll grace you with our top five of whatever. <laughs> you know, you're dying to hear us tell tell <laughs> yeah. you what our favorite is. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting at home saying, "God, what are their favorite tag teams of all time?" Or what are their favorite? I don't know. Uh, WrestleMania moments of all time, or best favorite Bam Bam Bigelow ECW moments. <laughs> best drop kicks in wrestling. <laughs> you name it, we'll we'll do it. So I think that's it for this episode. Uh, any last words? No. Uh, we'll decide what our next five count is, but we should get get the one we start debating now. We gotta start getting a little bit of arguments. I think. Let's yeah. Get some, uh, these first couple episodes were more of just getting to know everyone. Now it's gonna get into just the shit talking. Yeah. I think not <laughs> not to the wrestlers per se, but to each other. Of, for what we like. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's time to start amping up those. Then we're gonna 
bring some guests on, I think. Yep. Maybe no one famous per se, but some of our friends just to get their uh, discussions going and see what they're all about. Everyone's got a different opinion. We'll have a Hall of Fame roundtable coming up here in a minute. We've been discussing this. I can't wait for WrestleMania weekend. We're going to have some some goodies. (laughs) Some shenanigans. I hear the music playing. That's from (laughs) our boy Steve-O from his uh, Punchki Tape. Punchki Tape. Yeah, Volume 1. Available a limited edition vinyl. So if you're hearing this, come check out his band camp. Number two coming out too, right? Yeah. Alright. So from uh, for Chris, this is Peter, and for Steve who's playing the beats in the background, we bid you adieu until next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now. Before we get started, we have an important rule that'll set the stage for our podcast now and into the future. No matter what the topic is, I need to do that over. <clears throat> I already sniffled. We can't do this in the winter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.